Welcome back to The Ron Show for Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Ron Roberts, on the America One Radio app, AmericaOneRadio.com. If you're uh, just tuning in, we were talking a a good bit about and dissecting in some respects this uh, piece that Stephanie McCrumman wrote in the Washington Post today. Headline in rural Georgia, an unlikely rebel against Trumpism. And what accompanies this article is a photo of 33-year-old Cody Johnson, who has longish hair down to his ears, the long and uh, uh, scruffy beard. He looks like Joe Everyman in northwest Georgia with the, uh, the, the, the pullover zip-up, the blue jeans, uh, he's not college-educated, drives uh, an old pickup truck, 151,000 miles, has a union electrician job, and uh, this piece it sort of encapsulates what was happening in a lot of rural and exurban parts of the country, and also kind of gives a glimmer of hope and even a roadmap of sorts to Democratic parties that serve counties like Paulding and Polk counties, communities featured in this article like Fairmount and Jasper, Rockmart, Dallas, Cedartown. This this sort of gives a, a little bit of a breadcrumb trail for where candidates and parties at the community and county and state and even national level can begin to make some inroads by reaching out to voters like 33-year-old Cody Johnson. And that's what makes this piece so relevant. Hopefully, uh, you'll get a chance to read that uh, from behind the paywall at the Washington Post. If you'd like, drop me an email, ron at ronshowatl.com. Don't tell anybody I did this, but I did print it out. I, I did scan it so I could email it to my uh, former sister-in-law, who lives in the same congressional district as Cody Johnson. It would be Marjorie Taylor Greene's district. I knew she'd enjoy it. Uh, I knew she could... Uh, relate to Cody because having been married into her family, we know Cody Johnson. I mean, I don't personally know this Cody Johnson. I'd love to have him on the show though. I mean, he just sounds like a, a a wise guy for somebody who like me comes without a college degree. Now watch, they'll be banning those Ralph Waldo Emerson essays that figured so prominently in his upbringing. That's mentioned in this piece written by Stephanie McCrumman at the Washington Post. As the piece begins to say, Cody walked into the voting polling place at a Beulah Land Baptist Church, which I believe is in Rockmart, Georgia. If there's one mistake Stephanie made in this article, I believe she uh, located this article in Beulah, Georgia, which I don't think actually exists. There is an area, I think, called Beulah in Douglas County, but this, I believe, was in Rockmart, Georgia. Nonetheless, otherwise, this piece is... A masterpiece. Anyway, as the story begins, Cody is voting against Marjorie Taylor Greene, votes against Herschel Walker, two years ago voted against Donald Trump, voted against every Republican on the ballot, and we learn why Cody began a path through his childhood to become the kind of voter he is now. And not to TLDR it, but in essence, Cody grew up in a split family, his parents having divorced, and his mom at an early age uh, let him know that he's not going to be like a lot of the kids around him. 
this this one this one piece uh, of the article. He continued driving down a narrow pine shaded road until he stopped at a cluster of low brick buildings that was a housing project where he lived after his parents divorced, and where his neighbors were white and black and poor. He remembered two more things. The first was the image of his mother putting away groceries in the kitchen as he tried out a racial slur he'd picked up on the playground. He remembered the box of macaroni and cheese she had in her hand and the feeling of the box slapping his face and the sound of her yelling, you're not better than anybody, and the shame he felt as he cleaned the noodles off the floor thinking of his best friend, who was black, and his friend's father, who was always helping his mother out. Go mama, score one for mom. Okay, Uh, the second was his elementary school principal, a woman who Cody's wife, Aliyah, now refers to as one of those blessed souls, who noticed that he got in trouble all the time and instead of punishing him, gave him the first book he ever read, The Hobbit. Cody says, I remember there were all these themes about fighting the Dark Lord. He said that recalling how engrossed he became in stories of characters and their moral dilemmas, which had the effect of making him think about his own. Stephanie spends a lot of time actually also giving us a little bit of a biography of the Georgia 14th District and how some of these communities and its voting base came to be the way they are. Uh, Here's a little excerpt. At the Marathon gas station, a clerk named Sheila Bald was trying to think of the biggest thing to ever happen in Fairmount, something involving the whole town. Probably the Lomax murder was one, she said, referring to an incident in 1978 in which an intruder one morning asked to use the phone of a couple named John and Ethel Lomax, then shot and killed the husband and shot and injured the wife. We'll never forget it either. Everybody was terrified. I was terrified. Uh, That's according to Sheila. She tried to think of what else. She stared out the window at this gas station, and then she said, I guess the next thing was Trump. She remembered how it felt when he first came on the scene. The pickups, flying Trump flags, the freshly energized conversation over morning coffee. It was like people woke up around here, she said. Bunch of people would go to the rallies and come back and talk. It just felt like he was for all of us. With Trump, it was like we could breathe. She thought about how it felt in Fairmont now. Here's what Sheila said. Can't afford groceries. Can't afford gas. Heating fuel is ridiculous. Us poor people are dying. We're stifled, smothered, sinking quick, she said, turning to a regular. What else for you, son? See, this sort of encapsulates the damned if you do, damned if you don't approach that Democrats are sort of stuck with. All those price increases and inflation, yes, those are issues, real issues, issues that for-profit capitalism and a supply chain crunch following the pandemic hit us all with. And yet, on the one hand, if Democrats did want to roll out more stimulus to those who needed it, it would get pushback from Republicans and from voters like those in Fairmount who don't want another handout because they equate handouts with what, you know, other people get. Remember what Cody Johnson's mom said when she slapped him in the face with the box of noodles after he used that racial slur, though. You're not better than anybody. Listen, I understand there are other things to discuss today. The headline of the day, the uh, $1.7 billion trillion spending bill, uh, just passed the Senate by a 68-29 vote. It's going back to the House before it goes to the president's desk for signature. I know that's a big deal, but you can get that anywhere else. We're going to continue talking about this piece uh, in today's Washington Post from Stephanie McCremen, profiling 
the anti-Trump voter in Marjorie Taylor Greene's district. Powerful stuff. In fact, we're back after a look at the headlines on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. This is The Ron Show.